hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. And it's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on AM1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and also streaming live on KNZR.com. In the top 1% of agents in the country and voted Bakersfield's best here locally, please welcome the wonderful and talented Lori McCarty. Good morning, Lori. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Adelaide. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. And oh, you know what? Last time we talked about turning my heat down. Uh huh. And and I haven't seen any savings. I haven't seen, got my bill yet. Right. But uh, another thing I did that you helped me with, I cut down on watering the lawn. Uh huh. And I did see a difference Ooh, in my water good. bill. Good. And yeah, so it went from eh, it was about thirty-five, forty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And I got it down to the 20 range. Very good. And hopefully what really is going to happen, not only will you be cost-saving, but your roots will grow deeper and you will have healthier trees and plants and shrubs. I love it. Glad to be of help. And saving That's money the is goal. great. Saving you bet. Money, best part about it. And uh, I know you've been uh, selling real estate in Kern County for a while now, for years. Well, a lot of people ask me this. Hey, you work with Lori. How did she get into the business? Oh, well, you know, that's actually a really funny story. Um, believe it or not, I dropped out of law school to sell real estate. I was tired of being a poor college student. And I had reached the point in my law school career where I realized there was an awful lot of gray in the law. Basically, I'm pretty much a black and white, right and wrong kind of girl. Um, there was an awful lot of gray, and I just couldn't hang with that. Mm. Um, Of course, my parents were extremely disappointed. I think in their minds, having a daughter who was an attorney was far more prestigious than having a daughter who was a realtor. I'm sure that just would have sounded better to Mm. their friends. Um, But after a few years, my mom actually quit asking, when are you going back to law school? Because she (laughs) realized I had finally found my calling. That's awesome. As a DJ, I can relate. I still get the question from my mom. When are you getting a real job? <laughs> so so did you actually start here locally in Bakersfield? No, I didn't. That was back in Austin, Texas. Um, and so I'm sure you're wondering, how did I wind up here? I actually am. Yeah, yes. Well, of course, I married a man in the oil industry. And um, interesting story, 11 days after we got married... He was transferred to Houston, and 10 months after that, we were transferred here to Bakersfield. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So what was it like in those early days of selling real estate? Did you uh, have a system or a plan on how to get the home sold? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) I I didn't know what I was doing, actually. Uh, When I first started selling real estate, it was a whole lot easier um, than it is today. And honestly... I was very fortunate. The market was incredibly hot, very much a seller's market, basically like it is now. And frankly, you didn't have to know a lot to sell homes, which was great for a broke college student. Of course, it's not the same as it is today. Marketing has come a long way in the time 
that I've been licensed. Um, but but back then, just as quickly as the market heated up, the bottom fell out, hmm. and overnight, people lost fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of perceived equity in their homes. And real quickly, I learned that you needed to tell people the truth, and chances were, they were going to figure out what the truth was if you didn't tell them, and they probably weren't going to shoot the messenger. So for the last however many years that I've been doing this, that's really kind of been my business model. Be as honest as you could be with people about what the market is doing and how they could best navigate it, as well as what trends we're seeing on the horizon. You know, I've always believed that regardless of what the situation is, if you know the facts and the figures, that is, the details of what you're dealing with, then you're going to be better prepared. That sounds great. And I'm thinking, that sounds like a tough time. When the bottom falls out like that, people are losing equity, mm-hmm. and you stuck with the business, though. I, I did. It's a big deal. That's great. That, you know, If you can weather those, those storms, then, then I think you can make it in pretty much whatever you, you know, put your mind to. Well, it, it was great training early on. Yeah. It, it okay. really was. And it prepared me for, you know, I've been through three, three down cycles in the market, and each one has made me stronger and better in the business. Very cool. And that, yeah, I can totally see that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, in your opinion, what are some of the simplest and least expensive items you can do to uh, increase the value and appeal of your home? Well, that's a great question, and honestly, it's probably one of the most frequently asked questions I get. So I would say the number one thing that you can do is to start decluttering, or to use my 2021 (laughs) phrase, streamlining the stuff, right? Yes. It's extremely important to try and minimize the amount of stuff that you have in your home. You know, as long as we live in our homes the more stuff we tend to accumulate. And unfortunately, the more of our possessions that are there that a potential buyer has to overlook, the harder it is for that buyer to try to visualize their furniture, their possessions, their treasures in our space. And really, for them to start imagining your home as their home. You know, I've actually heard professionals suggest that you should get rid of a third of your stuff by boxing it up. Now, I know that sounds dramatic, and I think in most cases that's a little drastic, but there have been a couple of times that packing up a third of a family's possessions was actually appropriate, right? Yeah. So the hardest part about selling a home is really taking off your homeowner hat and putting on your business person hat. Meaning you have to try to look at the process less emotionally, which is why it's important to have a professional in your corner, someone like myself. Because while it may be difficult to pack up some of our possessions, studies show that the less of our personal possessions that are visible while creating a cohesive and unified look to our home, it really allows the buyer the opportunity to better visualize themselves and their furnishings in what will hopefully become their new home. Hmm. Now, do you ever find like uh, sellers resistant 
to doing this. Like, ah, I can't put that away. I can't declutter. I uh, this is this is a part of my life. No, usually the folks that come to me are very eager and willing to do whatever it takes to put their home in the best possible light because they realize that by doing so, they're going to actually obtain top dollar for their home. Okay, okay. Because I was thinking about that. I could see, like, you know, like a grandma, oh, I can't put this stuff away. There's something, but it's not forever. No, it's, it's not. It away. And I, I, I really try to help them understand that this is the process of putting your home in the best possible light. And in many cases, it's a, a concept of pre-packing, right? The goal mm. here is to be sold. Eventually, you're going to need to pack all of this up. So let's just consider that we're doing it ahead of time. Now, just for those listening, when you say decluttering or streamlining, what, what exactly do you mean there? Well, the, the decluttering or, or streamlining that I'm talking about, it actually applies to everything. But let's start with papers. For a technology and electronically driven society that was supposed to become paperless, I don't know about you, but my house sure seems to have an awful lot of papers. My kitchen table seems to be the initial landing spot for mail or important papers that arrive at our home from the office or the doctor's visit or whatever it is. Um, Then they tend to travel to the office or the study when we're cleaning up when someone is getting ready to come over, right? (laughs) Uh, And unfortunately, rarely do they get filed away in their proper spot right away. Um, When your home is on the market, though, those stacks of paper have to be eliminated, and new items that come into the house need to be filed immediately. Let's say you have a memorabilia collection or, or personal keepsakes, You know, I tend to be the collector in our family. Those items also have to be packed up. Certainly, if there are a few items in a collection that are near and dear to your heart, you can keep a few of those items out. But an entire wall display of a potential collection, right, whatever Mm. it is that's your passion, that could be a distraction to a potential buyer, causing them to focus only on your collectibles and having them lose focus on the attributes of your home. I'm really proud of my spoon collection, though. I understand that. (laughs) But do you want to sell your spoon collection, or do you want to sell your home? Closets and cabinets are other really great candidates for decluttering or for streamlining. Think about it. Storage is something that every buyer is looking for and really could never have enough of. If we take our out-of-season clothes out of our closets and neatly organize what's left, if we put ourselves in a positive mindset and think, hey, we're going to have to pack to move eventually, just like I was saying earlier, why don't we do it now? Mm -hmm. That way, remember, buyers are going to want to see how much space the cabinets and closets provide. So if we keep those areas all neat and tidy, and if we've pre-packed some of the things we're not using now, those areas seem that much more spacious as buyers are going through. 
Another thing I was thinking about, what about like family photos? I've heard it said that you should take down all family photos to depersonalize the house. Well, this is an area that I really disagree with HGTV and other staging experts on. Most of the properties I sell are family homes. And what do families have? Family Family photos. photos. You got it. So I think that a few family photos spread throughout the home are really great reminders of the fact that your home is designed for a family. It's loved by a family and that a family would be right at home in this home. Family photos also create a subconscious warmth and appeal that help like-minded buyers visualize themselves in the home. Now, if you're my parents, and I love you, Mom and Dad, (laughs) but your entire hallway is what we affectionately call the Wall of Fame, where there are photos of all of us from the time we were born until now, as well as of all the grandchildren, their favorite family vacations. Well, you get the picture. Then, yes, you're going to need to minimize some of those photos and select just the special ones. And also, if you're a prominent person in the community or just an extremely private individual and you don't want anyone to know that it's your home that's for sale, then in those cases, I also recommend that you not only remove photos, but diplomas or certificates of achievement or recognition that you might also normally display in your home. So now, once you've streamlined your possessions, packed up what you're keeping, how often do you recommend people get a storage unit? Typically, I don't. Mm. I recommend that unless you have some outstanding marketing features in your garage that would boost the buyer interest and value, I recommend that you utilize your garage by neatly stacking your boxes in it and save the expense of a storage facility. Huh, really? Yeah. I I see your look of incredulity, right? (laughs) And being a male, I know this is going to be hard for you to understand. But two things. Number one, typically women make the buying decision on which house they're purchasing. And women's focus is on the indoor living spaces. They're focusing on the floor plan flow. They're focusing on the overall usability of the house, right? The fact that the home has a garage, that's a very positive feature, but it's not a driving factor. Hmm. It's usually a matter of opening the door to the garage and saying, hmm, yes, it has a garage. (laughs) Great. But then we're off to focus on the kitchen, the bathrooms, the living rooms, the bedrooms, or even the backyards. We want to focus on the functionality of the living space. Secondly, men and women have different spatial abilities. Usually, men can open the door to a garage that's stacked full of boxes, and as long as you guys can see the opposite wall, you can pretty easily determine if your vehicles will fit and almost to the inch accurately determine how much storage space you'll have left. Right? But pretty much you can you can eyeball it. Women, we don't seem to have that ability. Um, I don't know what it is. It's the difference between male and female. It's just the difference between how God made us. But you guys seem to be able to see things that we can't see in terms of spatial relations. Um, 
So that's great. But if you have some outstanding features in your garage, um, maybe you have this ultra special workbench area um, or, you know, some other marketing feature of the garage, then okay, fine. You can go get a storage unit and spend that money. But I try to look at things from a sort of a whole house perspective. Let's try to save you money. With my marketing plan, generally you're not on the market very long. So if we can generate enough buyers in that property in a relatively short period of time, and you don't have to go incur the expense of a storage unit, I think that's all the better for you. Because the goal is to put as much money in your pocket as is possible. Absolutely. And I think about storage, that's kind of where boxes go to die sometimes. Sometimes it is. <laughs> I do have that. So right. <laughs> the stuff can go there and just you forget about it. So. Exactly. Um, so is there anything else we should consider doing if we're getting ready to sell our home? Aside from call me. <laughs> right. First and foremost. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, so... Obviously, minor repairs, including paint, if necessary. You know, you, you need to get a fresh coat of paint on the walls if your walls are dinged. Um, nothing goes further than that fresh coat of paint. Clean your curtains or go buy some inexpensive new ones or even take them down because sometimes that actually leads to a lighter, brighter, more modern vibe to your home, which is actually what buyers are seeking these days. You might want to consider uh, replacing the door handles if you have uh, outdated handles, if you've got that brass look, Mm. right? Cabinet hardware, that may also need to be updated or replaced. You want to make sure that the closet doors are on track. There is nothing more annoying than having them off. Fix leaky faucets. Clean the grout or re-grout or caulk as needed. You know, my husband and I joke that every time we sell a home, that it never seems to look as good as when we put it on the market, right? It seems to be human nature that we live with the little imperfections in our home and only tend to correct them when we're getting ready to sell. I think I might have mentioned this during our house resolution show, but if I didn't, I'd like to challenge all of you to adopt it as a plan. Even if you're not planning on selling this year, let's take the time to fix those minor items that need correction in our homes, whether it's minor repairs or simple updates, so that we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor rather than just completing those items for the new owners of our homes. You know what? That's great that you mentioned that, too, because I think about stuff like that. I'm all like, okay, if you need a new kitchen countertop... Mm-hmm. Don't wait till you sell it because then you're paying for it and you don't get to use it. Exactly. You know, so that's, yeah, that's a Try, great point. Start saving. If, if it's a matter of not having the money to do it right now, start setting aside money so that by the time you have the money saved up, you still get to enjoy it mm-hmm. and you're not just doing it for the next buyer. And yeah, and if you're planning on selling your home in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just making it for them. You might as well, yeah, you might as well enjoy it too. You're going to have to do it. Right. Do it now. That's great too. And another thing, you know, thing I was thinking about was the term curb appeal. Oh, yeah. I hear that thrown around all the time and I'm thinking like, okay, 
you clean your curb. I mean, there's got to be more to it than that, right? Well, yes, curbs and gutters do need to be cleaned, right? You know, sweep. There's nothing more distracting than to have, you know, the the gutters right in front of your house, you know, full of water and leaves and stuff, particularly this time of the year. Hmm. But basically what we're saying is spruce up your home's exterior. You can do that with some inexpensive shrubs and some brightly colored flowers. You know, typically you're going to get 100% return on the money you put into your home's curb appeal. Um, Just planting some annuals in the front yard gives it a great pop of color that really draws the eye in and helps a home stand out. Mm -hmm. Here's my other tip. Please make sure that your home house numbers are visible, (laughs) particularly for those of us realtors you call who come at night and can't see which which house is yours. You know what? You're going to hate me. Because Mike, even if you come, I could never by, hate you, Adelaide. <laughs> if you come by, even in the daytime, right now, uh-huh. this is uh, and the reason I learned this, I got my roof done maybe a year, year and a couple months ago, and uh, they didn't put the numbers back up. I must have been on this that bottom part under the roof. Uh huh. And the reason I know this because we ordered Grubhub, <laughs> and and I'm like, man, it's taking forever. Mm-hmm. And then we go out there, and there's a lady with some bags walking around. <laughs> Looking for our for which the house, house is it? It's like, oh, it's a, I'm like, what are you looking for? And then she's like, sure enough, our house. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh. And then I'm realizing there's no house numbers anywhere. Uh huh. And that's reason one why you're gonna hate me. But the second reason is because I did get the numbers, ordered them, got them. They're sitting in a kitchen cabinet right now because I have not yet put them up. So get them sorry on the house. Sorry to the Instacart delivery people. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have I sat there and, and and done the magical math in my head, right? Okay, this is 101, this is 109, let's see. Uh, yeah, this one's right in the middle. Okay, this must be the it's house. Be it. it's and then be it. knocking on the door hoping this is the one I'm supposed to be at, right? <laughs> so I'm putting that on my list, though. Getting okay. it done soon. Getting those Good. numbers up. <laughs> and the other thing, for those of you who think you have your numbers painted at the curb, right? Make sure that those are fresh numbers painted at the curb. They do mm-hmm. tend to fade over time, right? Okay. The Didn't sun- there used to be somebody, the neighborhood kid would come by and do it? Exactly. They right? haven't been doing that. that lately, huh. it seems like. Anyway, some other things that you can do to make sure that are very inexpensive but go a long, long way. Please make sure that you have your home thoroughly cleaned before it goes on the market. As my marketing consultant calls it, have a GI party. Hmm. That's a military jargon term for an intensive top-down, inside-out, including windows, cleaning, preparing for a great big inspection. And here's the catch. (laughs) Keep it neat and tidy at all times, right? You never know when that buyer is going to call and say, I want to come see it. And while we're on the subject, let's make sure it's odor-free as well. If you're a smoker, and I don't care if it's cigarettes or vapes, please don't smoke indoors or even in the garage. I know it's cold outside right now, but please suffer through right now. Non-smokers are highly sensitive to the odors that are emitted from cigarettes or from vapes. Also, Studies have shown that how a house smells can be the number one turnoff for home buyers. Cigarette smoke or vape odor, followed by pet smells, top the list. And as much 
as those of us who have pets love our fur babies and treat them as if they're one of the family? Unfortunately, not everybody is a dog or a cat lover. I know you don't want to hear this, but buyers don't want to walk into your home and see a bowl full of dog food or smell the kitty litter box or have tufts of pet hair stuck to their clothes. It's going to give buyers the impression that your house is not clean. So please put those things out of sight. And when a showing occurs, take your pets with you as you leave the home. You know, I always thought I was nose blind. And I could just be like, I don't smell anything. What are you talking about? Well, because you live with it. Yeah. But two things that that I I will smell is cigarette smoke Mm -hmm. and, and pet. Right. And, and yes, we love our animals. But, we do, but, it's, but, if but it's not, not everybody ours, does. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and our pets aren't going to get to stay with the new buyers. They're going with us. <laughs> and I have walked into a place and been like, ooh, that, yes. that's going to be tough to get out. Well, and subconsciously, that's exactly what happens is you think, oh, that's tough to get out. And then your buyer calculator starts calculating, and it calculates mm. at double the cost, painting, flooring, etc. Because if it's deep in there, mm-hmm. I mean, what are we talking? I mean, a fresh coat of paint not won't always do it. You've got to put kills on Ooh, first. That's a heavy-duty first coat of paint. Correct. And then you've got to put your color code on. If you're pulling up the, the flooring, then you've also got to put a sealer on your concrete if it's mm. heavy-duty. If you've got a lot of urine stains, et cetera, you've got to put a sealer on your concrete or your subfloor if you're on a raised foundation. And then put your flooring on top of that. So it, it, it is expensive quick. to begin with. And like I said, buyer's calculators typically double the cost of items. Seller's calculators typically half the cost. Right? <laughs> it's just human nature. And, and, and when you go through that whole process of trying to get the smell out or whatever, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees it's going to be gone. That's correct. I know my, my parents had a fire in, in a wall. Mm-hmm. And and it bothered my stepmom, same stepmom, but um, for for years after, she's exactly. like, I still smell the smoke, and it's been three years, and I'll, and I'm like, I don't really smell anything, but she could smell it, and and those things tough to get out, absolutely, tough. yeah. So, so all in all, when we're talking about what to do to to put our homes in the best possible marketing condition for little to no expense. I really ask people to try to put their home with what they have in as close to model home condition as possible or to pretend that they're having a big party or an in-law inspection, right, (laughs) where they can't shut any doors or nothing is off limits so that everything can be presented in the best possible light as, as it can be. Makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And, and if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, what if I'm nose blind? Call Lori, <laughs> six six five sold. Have her come over. She'll do the smell test. I think, right? Absolutely. At, at the, Complimentary. At the basic thing. You bet. <laughs> and and don't take it personal. You know. Just, exactly. Just this understand. is a team effort. That's what I tell everybody. Um, because you know what? Sometimes we are so used to living in our house the way we live in it mm-hmm. that. We just don't see it. Um, it takes sometimes, uh, for example, <laughs> our formal living and dining room, it's an area we don't go in very often. It wasn't until just this weekend I happened to walk through there and discover, oops, 
we hadn't picked up everything from Christmas because that's where we do Christmas. <laughs> so, honestly, it happens to all of us, right? Yes, yes. And, and thank you, Lori. I mean, that's a lot of great information. And on top of the smell test, Lori will come through, do a walkthrough of your home, give you a complimentary estimate of your home's value and the items you could do to increase your value for selling. So call her at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com and request a consult there as well. And remember, she's ranked as one of the top 250 agents in the nation by the Wall Street Journal. And her goal is to serve you. So let her do that. We'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer, or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options, and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. You can call Lori anytime, and that phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to the website at themccartygroup.com. Voted Best of Bakersfield, your favorite realtor for 2020, and I'm sure that's an honor she'll win again this year. I know she's our favorite realtor here. Thanks so much, Adelaide. <laughs> yes, thank you. And Now, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting this morning with Lori about how to get top dollar when selling your home in today's market. A couple of questions that came to mind, Lori, during the break. Um, first, is there ever a time when I should consider making major improvements before selling my home? Well, the simple answer, I think, is yes. But it's really not a blanket answer. It's more on a case-by-case basis, depending on your neighborhood and the comparable properties in your area. If, for example, most homes in your area are selling with updated or remodeled kitchens, and there's a substantial price differential between those that have been modernized and those that haven't, then then absolutely, I'm going to recommend that you update yours. But we're going to do it as economically as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
After all, when you think about it, replacing countertops and painting the cabinets, they can be done fairly inexpensively. Um, We're talking maybe a few thousand dollars. But selling a home with a kitchen that has a dated appearance in an area where it's anticipated that the kitchen will or should be uh, updated, well, that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in sales price. And that doesn't really make good financial sense. Now, obviously, in that scenario, we're not going to create your dream kitchen, right? Mm. Um, But if you're not going to plan on selling right away, if it's something that you're thinking about doing later on, maybe two or three or five years from now, or, or even longer than that, and you'd like to upgrade parts of your home, maybe the kitchen, bathrooms, whatever, go ahead, upgrade away, huh. right? Okay. Um, I would, however, caution you to be careful not to overbuild for your neighborhood because there could be some upgrades that you simply won't get the additional value back out of. Here's a simple rule of thumb that I try to follow. If it's not common for your neighborhood you could be running the risk of what we call overbuilding for the area. So I would caution you not to do it if you're trying to keep an eye out on your return on investment. If, however, this is going to be your forever home and it's important to you and you love it, then who can put a price tag on that? I mean, really, aside from providing a shelter, aren't our homes supposed to be a place to feel comfortable and secure? Uh, a place that it's a retreat from the rest of the world, some place that we're delighted to spend our time in. Absolutely. And talking about this stuff, I think about my kitchen. Mm-hmm. The person who owned it before did this, uh, did kind of a natural stone tile on the countertops. Mm-hmm. And it probably looked great 15 years ago. I'm sure it did. It's looking a little dated now. Right. There's some kinks. There's some pieces falling off. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of thinking like, okay, how much effort do I really want to put into it? But it sounds like it's not a huge thing to do to make an improvement. It's really not. You would be surprised at how affordable solid surface materials have become for doing your countertops. What about doing it yourself? Myself. (laughs) Well, it it is something that that absolutely – there are YouTube videos everywhere that teach you how to do just about anything. That is not something I have – taken on or tackled yet but somebody like you i think you probably absolutely have the wherewithal and the ability the skills to do that thank you for your faith in me (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and and another thing too just the cabinets too fresh coat of paint you bet okay okay and sanding it down again that that sounds something more like okay i could probably do that I will tell you that painted cabinets are all the rage right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take some pictures and bring them in. I'll text them to you so you can take a look. uh, You bet. Now, so for those of us who need to do some upgrades to uh, compete more favorably with other homes in our neighborhood, what happens if we don't have the funds available to pay for those repairs up front? Are we just stuck having to sell as is? Well, you know, that's a great question. And when you work with me, the simple answer is no. Uh, I work with licensed, bonded general contractors, and we understand that for lots of people out there, their savings is tied up in the equity in their homes. 
So each one of them or myself will make arrangements with the clients to get the work taken care of and either set up a payment plan or have the balance paid through the close of escrow. Wow. Now that's a fantastic service. It, it is, and it's really helped many people achieve a much higher return on their sales price and a much higher return on their investment than they normally would have received if they haven't com- if they hadn't completed those upgrades. Yeah. No, and get- honestly, that's really what it's all about is helping people get the highest possible price that they can for their home. Man, that is just amazing. And, and so I'm wondering, are there some upgrades or improvements we could do as homeowners, but that don't actually translate to a higher sales price? Uh, yes, there are. Okay. Um, so here's a classic one. And I, I mention it because it's one of my favorite like little hot buttons. When you upgrade your water heater to a tankless version, I think it's a fantastic upgrade. I, I went in and did it. To, to both of my water heaters because it gave me more storage space in my garage. On the other side, it opened up space in my master bath where I could expand my shower. But it typically doesn't add value. Now, it could add marketability. That is, the willingness of a buyer to choose your home over an identical home that doesn't have that feature And that buyer might even be willing to pay a little bit more, like me. I'd be willing to pay a little more for tankless water heater because Mm -hmm. not only did it give me more space, but it also eliminates uh, or lessens the possibility of water leaks, right? Okay, okay. Um, But an appraiser is not going to give me more value for, you know, an identical floor plan. And is there issues with hot water? No, none at all. So you always have hot water. I so. got hot water instantly. Because exactly. with, a, with a regular water water heater, you can run out of hot water temporarily. Exactly. Nothing like a cold shower to wake you up, right? Yeah, no, that's not even. <laughs> and here's something else you have to think about. As a homeowner, you might want to add a feature to your home that you love, but that the next buyer might not. Classic example, something that was really popular for a while years ago, was putting a putting green in your backyard. If you're an avid golfer, you might think this was a tremendous feature and be willing to pay more for it. But if you're a family that has four children that need as much backyard space as possible so that they can run and play and do all the things that kids do, you might be thinking, uh, how much will they take less? Because you're calculating how much is it going to cost you to replace that putting green with sod right um so when we have unique amenities like that it can be a little tricky interesting and now at the beginning of this segment i said i had a couple of questions and i know i've asked a lot more (laughs) right Um, that's okay okay. we let you do that (laughs) (laughs) thank you now is but is the real estate market still strong and if it is then do i really have to go to all this effort to sell my house? Oh, how quickly they turn <laughs> on you. So, yes, it is strong. And, yes, you do have to do these things. Okay? So, let me break it down for you. We consider it a seller's market when we have less than three months of inventory based on closed sales. So, for December 2020, as was true for most of last year, we closed in a seller's market. 
and with less than one month of inventory on the market, 0.09 to be exact. So it's a very tight seller's market. Clearly, sellers have an advantage. There's limited inventory. There is um, hot, uh, low interest rates, and there's very high demand. So if your home does need a little bit of work, it could be tempting to try to sell it without doing anything. And some of the things that normally you might have to do, you might be able to slide on right now. With limited homes to choose from, some buyers out there might be willing to compromise or make do with things that otherwise they might usually not be willing to compromise on. Or you may need to consider being a little flexible on pricing. But remember, even in this tight seller's market, listings are expiring off the market as unsold, either because of condition, price, or a lack of marketing. So just because it's a seller's market doesn't mean that anything goes. An experienced agent can really best guide you in what repairs you should or should not be given in the current climate, right? So Mm. there may be certain things that normally in a normal or a buyer's market, absolutely you'd have to do. But then in today's market, you might be able to get away with and still generate the same activity that you need to get your home sold. Now, let me, let me ask you this. So if you've got, you're selling a house, you've got an offer, buyer, okay, it looks like we're going to close, but then they realize, you know what, I don't like that putting green. Can I back out? All buyers have 17 days unless uh. it's changed contractually to complete investigations of the property. During that 17 days, their earnest money deposit is not at risk. They can back out basically for any reason. Any reason. Any If they reason. change their mind and say For no. investigation of the property. Interesting. So thinking and choosing and deciding that, mm, I don't like that putting green after all, that's an investigation. Ha, ha, ha. So it's better to have the home as prepared as possible. Correct. Okay. And okay. it's also a good uh, item to consider shortening that time frame when you're negotiating a contract. Okay. So you got to remember, this market is changing daily, and your agent needs to be staying on top of those market trends because the price today could be completely different tomorrow. What's hot today could be cold tomorrow or mm. next week or the week after. Built-in tanning beds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, all depends, right? I haven't seen one of those lately. (laughs) So now I guess that answers my next question. I was wondering, since it's such a strong market, if I could just sell it on my own. Not that I don't value what you do. I just was thinking about my bottom line. Well, I completely understand. And no, you didn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) Okay. And this should make you and your wallet feel good, as well as everyone out there. Studies show that using a realtor actually generates a higher return on investment than selling it yourself. Hmm. So it's actually beneficial to your bottom line to hire a realtor. And I know you're sitting there going, 
Uh, how can that be, Laurie? The average commission is 6%. So how is it possible that hiring you actually puts more money in my pocket than selling it myself? So let me explain. Most sellers who try to sell on their own do so thinking that they're going to save the, the commission. Yet they wind up either underpricing their homes or they price them accurately, but they don't have the necessary platforms or tools to expose their properties to the necessary number of potential buyers to generate the marketing frenzy that we're known for at the McCarty Group. That marketing frenzy or fear of missing out allows our homes, as well as those of many of our competitors, to generate multiple offers. That drives the prices up in this seller's market. And then what's worse is when a buyer makes an offer on a for sale by owner, they think that they're going to save the commission. So oftentimes the seller is trying to market their own who's trying to market their own home gets hit from both sides. Ah, okay. See how that makes sense? Yes. So I strongly recommend that you hire an agent with a proven track record because not all agents are created equally and their marketing plan can make all the difference in your final sales price. So just because I have 300 friends on my Facebook, probably not the best route to go. (laughs) Might not be. Okay. See, I also think it's important that you hire an agent who has the experience to price your home correctly who has no emotional attachment to your home, right? Because sometimes that can color our opinions. And who understands the nuances of the local housing market. Just because you have a buddy who sells real estate in L.A. doesn't mean that they're the best person to market your Bakersfield or Tehachapi home. Now, before you select your agent, I'd really like you to do some research See how they actually market their homes. Do they use professional photography? What about their marketing remarks? You know, you don't want to choose just based on commission. Commission is always negotiable, but like anything, I firmly believe you get what you pay for. I'm always shocked when I see new homes hit the market and the listing falls short. Photographs you know, the poor quality or the lack thereof or the bad angles come to mind. I I think, I mean, really think about it. If you're selling your home at 300 or 400 or 500,000, shouldn't the photography be the best available? Nothing like seeing a thumb in a picture. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, or yeah. sideways pictures. Oh, that that one just crazy. kills me. Oh, yeah. Um. Lazy marketing remarks. Describing your property should be like a guided tour. It should point out the features and highlight the unique qualities of your home. Which sounds better to you? Enjoy your morning as the sun bathes the kitchen in natural light versus lots of windows. (laughs) Sounds lazy. It it does. And, And price. I mean, experienced agents know how to price a home accordingly. Not the lowest, not the highest, but they really understand the market and price it where it should be. If you think about it, if location, location, location is everything in real estate, and how many times have we heard that, Mm. then price, price, price 
is the next most important. And no, it's not your Zestimate. (laughs) We've been over that before on another show. So really, you need to look at the comparables and trust your agent on your pricing. But if you ignored your agent's advice and you listed at a higher price than recommended, or you convinced your agent that your price was the price to go with because ultimately you set the price, not your agent, then realize you're going to get some negative feedback from buyers. And the worst feedback, of course, is silence. Hmm. And that could include no showings and no offers. The problem, of course, with overpricing is that buyers who are qualified to buy your home aren't going to see it because they're shopping in a lower price range. The buyers who do see it will quickly realize that there are other homes in the same price range that offer more value. And what's worse, the longer a property stays on the market, the more people will wonder what's wrong. Wow. When buyers walk into a home, there are two questions they ask. How much and how long? Huh. Okay, okay. And if that how long answer is anything longer than what they think it should be, even though they may love the home, they start questioning why didn't someone else pick it up? Now, and I'm thinking too, if I go into a house and, and you know, I say, how long? And they say, ah, oh, it's been a couple months. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like thinking I'm going to put in a lower offer if I put a lower offer at all. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Hmm. So once you've selected an agent, you'll want to plan your marketing strategy with them. I mean, remember, as I always say, you have one opportunity to make a great first impression. 90% of all potential buyers start their journey online. So we have to be where they are. You want to make sure that the agent you hire has a strong digital presence. You've got to be tech savvy in today's tech world. And when it comes time for showing, there are three key things I'd like to share with you. Lights, 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 right? You want to maximize that light in your home. Good light is the one thing that every buyer cites as what they want in their new home. So take down the drapes, clean the windows, change the lampshades, increase the wattage of your light bulbs, and cut the bushes outside that might have grown up above the windows to let some more light in. Do what you have to do to make your house as bright and cheery as possible. It will absolutely make it more saleable. Secondly, always be ready to show your home. It needs to be show ready at all times. You never know when the buyer is going to want to walk through the property. You have to be available to show it whenever they want to come to see the place. And it has to be in tip-top shape. Don't leave dishes in the sink. Keep the dishwasher cleaned out. Keep the bathroom sparkling and make sure there aren't any little dust bunnies in the corners. It's a little inconvenient, but I promise you it will get your house sold. And if you followed the other tips, you won't be on the market long in this market. Nice. I I know walking into a home when you're looking for one and you see just stuff. Uh Uh-huh. I know you talked about that earlier, the decluttering, and it's just... 
man, just you can put some of this. You know, you're moving soon, or you're right. hoping to move soon. Right. Put it, box it up. I thought it was great advice. Great advice. Absolutely. And, and it gives it that less cluttered look. You bet. Definitely does. So, my last recommendation when you are showing your house disappear, get out of there, go away. Get out of the house when you have a showing. Now, I know some people are uncomfortable doing that. But it's my home. I don't want strangers in here if I'm not here. Honestly, many viewings of the property are cut short because buyers are uncomfortable with the owner there. They can't speak freely to their agent, and they can't really look around. They feel like they are imposing Mm -hmm. that it's still your home. And our goal is to make it their home to make them feel like it's their home interesting yeah because you never think about that you're thinking like oh maybe if they have questions i'm the owner i could answer them exactly that's exactly what you're thinking and the reality is is that if they have questions their agent will call your agent and they'll get those questions answered Mm. but the longer they spend there that's a great buying sign the more comfortable they're feeling, the more they're imagining themselves and their family in that home, making it their own. They're imagining spending birthdays and Christmas and Thanksgiving, family gatherings, enjoying the yard, how their family moves in that house. And these are all great buying signs. Maybe they're trying to calculate, hey, will my couch fit here? Will our dining room table work in the dining room space. These are all things you want them to be calculating. And if you're sitting right there, they don't, they don't want to impose. That's the number one thing we hear when we get feedback is, mm. well, the sellers were right there and the buyers really didn't want to impose. That makes sense. It, it makes does. a ton of sense, too. It yeah. does. Are people uh, sometimes hesitant to leave? Right. Sellers? Sellers are sometimes Sometimes, because, you know, it is, it's, it's a, it's a place that they love and they have valuables there and they are concerned about letting people into their home when they're not there. Um, Yeah, that brings up a story. My mom was searching for a house about a year ago now and, and the family was in there and you're looking through the house. And then, hey, here's a bedroom. You open the door, and there's Grandma taking a nap. Oh. It was really strange. I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was really, it was awkward. Absolutely. (laughs) And people don't typically buy houses that they have awkward experiences in. She didn't buy it. Right. (laughs) Um, We want to minimize that. We want people to feel free to look around. They're always accompanied by a licensed realtor. So you should not have a fear that there is going to be a problem there. Um, Also, when they access the MLS lockbox as the listing agent, it automatically notifies us which agent has accessed that lockbox when they're in and when they're out. So we can keep a record of who has been in your property. Many people these days also have camera systems, so they can also observe what's going on in their home. Okay. That also should help give them a, a sense of security. That's great. Okay. 
Well, clearly, this is a topic I'm extremely passionate about. You know, frankly, I think I could go on for hours about it, but I know it's time to wrap it up. So in summary, here's what I would tell you. Even in a seller's market, that doesn't mean you should take shortcuts. First impressions, whether it's online or in person, can literally be a deal breaker. It can break the deal or it could create a bidding war. The choice is up to you. Honestly, you would be surprised how many people call in and want to put in an offer on a home that they have never seen in person. They just know that they want it. They can't afford to wait until the weekend to see it. And if you want that next one to be yours, call me. As always, it's been a pleasure to share this Sunday morning with you and hopefully bring you a little more clarity to the world of real estate. You'll want to stay tuned for Sean Hannity coming up next. And of course, you don't want to miss a new cruise into the oldies with Lugnut Larry at noon. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors, hoping you have a wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic week ahead. I'll look forward to you tuning in again next week here on the Kern County Real Estate Review, where we'll have an exciting new real estate topic on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I've bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. on missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to the McCartygroup.com and start packing.